0: From Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes. We break down the big political news affecting Wisconsin. I'm Ayan Silver speaking with J.R. Ross, editor of wispolitics.com. He provides a roundup of the Wisconsin developments you need to know. Here's our latest conversation. Hi J.R. welcome back.
1: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: So this week, Republicans on the Joint Finance Committee voted to fund nearly $2.4 billion in building projects statewide. That was down from the 3.8 billion that Evers had asked for. One of the projects, in fact, that they refused to fund is the UW Madison Engineering Building. What can you tell us about the JFC's choices and how that will impact the state?
1: Well, in talking to people about the decisions, they kind of feel like Assembly Speaker Robin Voss's fingerprints are kind of are all over that that move. Um, if you pull back, big picture. Republicans have had issues with the university system for years, right? They're always at odds about various things. But Voss in particular has had, you know, his kind of pet peeve with the university about free speech on campuses. That's been an issue for years. He wasn't happy with the chancellor they picked for UB Madison. And now he's really unhappy about diversity, equity, inclusion efforts, feeling those positions are part of the quote-unquote indoctrination of students. He's unhappy about that money. So... Fast forward now to the capital budget. Looking at the big differences between what Republicans approved and what Evers had proposed, university takes a big hit. Now, it's still the biggest piece of the capital budget of all the areas, but it's greatly reduced. Evers won about 1.8 billion for the university system. Uh, Republicans about 953 million for UW. And you look a little closer, a lot of the hits came on the Madison campus um, of the projects that were proposed. Only one was approved, and that is a new practice facility for the football team. Uh, no academic buildings are included in the Republican motion. That includes an engineering building. And in talking to people about it, they could kind of understand, you know, Republicans being been happy about free speech or DEI and maybe kind of taking a little run at the university over its funding and state aid. But this one strikes them differently because here you have a building that, if constructed, would add about 1,000 undergraduate engineering students, about 500 graduate engineering students, at a time when, I keep hearing from Republicans that, you know, we need more people at the university system who are there to fill jobs, who aren't studying things that they think aren't necessarily as worthy, but uh, are there to take these challenging, high-paying jobs we need filled in the economy. Also, help attract young talent to Wisconsin at a time we've got middling population growth. Well, this, Billy would help do that. So it feels like to people that this was a message was was being sent by Republicans of they're fed up. They've had enough of the university not being where they think they should be. And this was kind of like the result of that. A long time poor relationship resulted in this this vote.
0: Do you have any sense of what the impact is going to be in Wisconsin?
1: Well, it depends. You know, we still to wait. The budget's not done just yet. You know, and I've had a couple people warn me that, look, Yes, uh, there was this move that kept it out of the capital budget now, but there could be ways to bring it back in before it's all said and done. So just kind of wait a little bit for that. But if it's not built, then, you know, there are fewer engineers coming out of UB Madison, our flagship campus, every year. That could be an issue. Um, you know, university officials say they're going to continue to advocate for that building. There might be some other avenues. And of the 300, well, almost $350 million that that building would cost, University to raise about or was gonna raise one hundred fifty million of it to cover that chunk. It does not look like they can raise the rest of it on their own. That's a big lift for a building. But, you know, they're trying to keep options open and see if they can figure out a way to get that project to move forward because they call it their top priority in the capital budget.
0: All right, well, the Joint Finance Committee is still working on the overall budget, like you like you mentioned, not only the capital budget, which relates to how the state funds building projects. They're focusing on how to deal with state aid to local government called shared revenue and a lot of other issues coming up in the, in the budget. What's left for the committee over the next two weeks as it tries to wrap up its work?
1: Basically, all the big ticket things, I mean, you know, like education, Medicaid, taxes, corrections. I mean, the list goes on. It, they've got a heavy lift coming up. And what's been interesting is uh, the committee met once this past week, is meeting just once, this coming week, they usually are going to do it twice a week. But shared revenue is still up in the air. Uh, you have to figure out shared revenue to finish off that budget. And that is a challenge because the two houses are not on the same page. And you have Governor Evers as part of that dynamic as well, right? So how do they figure out shared revenue? Once that is figured out, it's easier to make the pieces fall into place but we're getting to a time crunch that without shared revenue being done, it makes it harder to finish the cap, the budget on time.
0: What's happened with shared revenue so far? Have there been any developments in the past two weeks?
1: It's been quiet. Um, the, you know, the assembly passed its bill. The governor said he wasn't happy with it. Devin Lemmehue, the senator leader said he wants to take out the requirement that there is a referendum for Milwaukee County and city to approve new sales taxes. And there was a public hearing in the Senate, and that's been it. It's kind of hit this little bit of a treading water situation. So we're watching for is, you know, will the governor, uh, Devin Lemihue, Speaker Robin Voss, will they meet and talk about a path forward? Will the governor and Lemahue meet and strike some kind of deal that the Senate can pass and then see what happens? But you start doing the math, and the Finance Committee wants to be finished by June 15th. That's a Thursday. Uh, if they hit that mark, it takes about a week to draft a bill once the budget bill once it's out of the finance committee. You'd have that whole following week after Father's Day to get that bill drafted. You'd then be on the floor in both houses the final week of June to pass the budget before the fiscal year ends. If you can't get shared revenue figured out, it makes it harder to figure it, to knock out those last big ticket items that, you know, week leading up to the fifteenth, it makes it harder to get that deadline to get the budget done on time. So Unless they can move quickly, you could see a bit of a delay. Now, in Wisconsin, the budget's late. It's not a big deal. You know, agencies continue operating as is. There isn't shut shutdown or anything. But, you know, lawmakers like the optic of being done by the end of June, uh, just kind of a target goal. So we're all kind of watching how's this working. The thing to remember, too, is in the capital sometimes pressure makes things move. So sometimes when there is an impasse, you'd be amazed what deadline can do to get people off their dust and get to to talking about things.
0: Procrastination experts.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) So, you know, in places like Milwaukee, it's going to make a big impact, this shared revenue issue and how much money that municipalities like Milwaukee can get from the state and whether they can levy a sales tax and how they can do it under what form. Um, You've said in the past that legislators won't just write Milwaukee a check However, I just wanted to read you a a quote from one activist in Milwaukee, Devin Anderson of the African-American Roundtable. They point out that the state has $7 billion in a surplus this budget cycle. And he said, quote, our communities need more. They need more access to public health. They need longer hours at the libraries. They need their roads to be repaired. But our vision of how we get there is not to increase taxes on the poorest people of Milwaukee. It's not to sign deals that continue to add more police. What's the conflict here, and can it be bridged?
1: Well, part of it is Milwaukee already gets a disproportionate share of the shared revenue pot, right, compared to the rest of the state. So if you look at a per capita basis, Milwaukee, the city, is getting about a third, not quite, of what's available for towns, villages, and cities. Milwaukee is not one-third of the state population. Now, there are a lot of reasons that go into that. It's developed over years and years and years. At the same time, Milwaukee will argue, look, we are producing X dollars in sales tax revenue. We should be getting back our fair share, right? So there's that conflict. Two, um, there have been decisions made by Milwaukee leaders for years and years and years that Republicans who control both houses do not care for. So there's that conflict. I mean, he goes on and on and on about what's going on here. Um, the thing is, Republicans are already kind of like balking at the idea of giving Milwaukee these sales taxes without a referendum because to voters in their districts, it's a bailout, quote unquote, from Milwaukee. And people who advocate for this package cringe at that word. They say, look, we're not trying to bail out Milwaukee. We're giving Milwaukee the tools to address these long-term issues that have developed uh, with their pension problems. But for you know, think like a Republican who lives outstate. You know, what's it do for you to give Milwaukee the power to raise sales taxes without a referendum, right? Their voters are going, why aren't we getting that option? Why aren't we getting the power to do the same things Milwaukee is doing? It, it, it causes some heartburn for these Republicans who, you know, control both houses. And then two, they're not getting Democrats on board with the bill. Democrats have lots of issues with it, right? There's uh, provisions of those bills they find unpalatable because they would restrict local control direct Milwaukee to do things like no longer use property taxes for the streetcar. They just can't live with that bill as is. So it's part of reason why that's impasse is that kind of dynamic of Republicans out of state going, I don't like this, this, and this. Democrats going, well, I don't like this, this, and this. How do you bridge that gap? How do you strike a deal? That's going to be key is how do they get something that people can live with on both sides to get something through?
0: But shared revenue has been frozen for nearly 30 years, and so... Mm-hmm. Isn't that being taken into account, that it, that the pr- proportion of money that places like Milwaukee have been getting from the state hasn't kept up with the demands and the inflation and everything else?
1: Absolutely. And Republicans will counter that, look, it's been frozen for their communities as well. And their communities, they will argue, didn't do as well in the old formula. Really, we haven't had a, a share of a formula since about 2003. Um, they kind of, The program went through a series of cuts. They stopped doing a formula to divvy up the money in about 2004. They said, look, this is what you got last year. You're getting the same amount next year with some tweaks. So it's been frozen since then. But that old formula really benefited places that were kind of, you know, not as well off. Places like Milwaukee and Racine. They got a higher per capita amount of money from the original pot. This new pot of money Republicans are proposing has a bigger boost on a percentage increase for smaller communities. It is purposely geared toward the smaller communities because, in their minds, those communities have gotten less per capita than Milwaukee and Racine and other places have. They should be kind of help catch up. And I, I get the the difference of opinions about that. I'm just pointing out the point of view for Republicans, like why they're sticking to their guns on this approach because they feel like their communities. And they remember, Republicans don't really represent Milwaukee. You know, they, a couple of them have districts that touch the county, but they don't really have a kind of buy-in for Milwaukee other than they want Milwaukee to do well because it helps the state do well, right? They're representing their communities. And so their point of view is what's best for my home district is what really drives their point of view on a lot of these things.
0: And so one more issue for facing Milwaukee Relating to the budget has been putting state money into the stadium district that oversees Brewers American Family Field. If you could briefly explain again how this affects Milwaukee and where the negotiations are at for that.
1: Well, they seem to be at a standstill uh, because it's it's interesting. The budget kind of can't get done until shared revenues figured out, and until shared revenues figured out, they really don't want to talk about the Brewers at this point. They want to focus on that. So all the action being sucked up by. How do you get to a yes on shared revenue to get that piece done? So everything's kind of been held up. And once you figure out shared revenue, I know locals are not happy with the idea about there being a local contribution to the brewers, but that may be the deal Republicans offer. Now, will the Governor ever sign that? I don't know. You know, we'll see what happens. But part of the shared revenue discussion might become okay, does this impact the brewers discussion? Robin Voss, these other speakers talked about using the state tax dollars generated by the brewers to. You know, be part of the contribution. There's been talk about Republicans about having the team commit to a contribution. They just, they really haven't gotten very far on that because they're so wrapped up in shared revenue and getting this budget done.
0: All right. Well, that shared revenue is a big thing to watch, Jar. As always, thanks for the breakdown and thanks for joining me on Capital Notes. Anytime. That was J.R. Ross of Wizpolitics.com speaking with me, WUWM's Maayan Silver. Listen for our segments every Monday with an extended segment on Lake Effect. And check out the Capital Notes podcast wherever you get your podcasts.